This is episode number six for the podcast Sheep and Goat Topics, and I am Dr. Mike Neary, Extension Small Ruminant Specialist, Purdue University. It's warm season for sheep and goat producers, and the topic of this podcast episode is using combinations of deworming drugs to treat for internal parasites. This strategy, used properly, can delay resistance of the parasites to anthelmintics and can increase the kill rate of the existing worms that infect sheep or goats. The latest recommendations from the American Consortium for Small Ruminant Parasite Control is to use a combination of active anthelmintics to control internal parasites in sheep and goats. As an aside, Google the website hosted by the consortium for a wealth of information on parasite control. Another excellent resource is the website from from the Worm Boss Group out of Australia. Actually, this is not a new concept, as combination drenches have been used in Australia and other countries for many years. There are actually products available in most major sheep producing countries that allow the use of a single drench that contains multiple deworming drugs with a single treatment. We don't have that available in the U.S., so when using combination drenches in the United States, we have to adapt by giving deworming drenches from different classes concurrently. This means a full dose of drug A, followed by a full dose of drug B, and finally a full dose of drug C. Why is using a combination of drugs advantageous when drenching for internal parasites in sheep and goats? Well, there are two main reasons, and they are interrelated. First, the use of multiple drugs from different classes of anthelmintics has the potential to markedly delay or prevent resistance by parasites to the drugs. Secondly, the use of multiple drugs from different classes is more effective in killing a higher number of parasites, which leads to more productive animals. So let's work through a very simplified example. We have three drugs available from three different classes. Drug A has a kill rate of 90%. Drug B has a kill rate of 80%. Drug C has a kill rate of 70%. If, for this simple simple example, we keep the numbers simple and rounded, and we estimate we have a population of 1,000 worms in a sheep or goat, and drug A has an effectiveness of 90%, That means when given, drug A will kill 900 of these 1,000 worms. This leaves 100 worms alive in the animal. Drug B, with an effectiveness of 80%, will kill 80 of these remaining 100 worms. This leaves 20 worms. Finally, drug C, with an effectiveness of 70%, will kill 14 of the remaining 20 worms. This leaves 6 worms alive. The end result of using the combination treatment in this example is a kill rate of 99.5% of the worms. That is far superior to the 90% for A, the 80% for B, or certainly the 70% for C. This has the effect of dramatically diluting the number of worms in the population that are resistant to anthelmintics. The significance is there is a much lower number of worms in the population available to pass the resistant genetics on. Thus, a higher kill rate more productive animals, and less resistance problems.
The pre preceding was an example only, and certainly the numbers will vary on individual operations due to the initial level of efficacy of specific drugs. A farm with an efficacy of three drugs of 75%, 70%, and 60% will have much different numbers than the example we worked through. The efficacy of the individual drugs can be determined by either a drench right test or the utilization of a fecal egg count reduction test. We don't have time in this podcast to address these techniques, perhaps in a future podcast. The websites I referenced earlier in the podcast have excellent descriptions of these techniques. All sheep and goat operations have some level of resistance issues to one or more classes of drugs, so it is a good idea to know the level of resistance and the efficacy of the drugs that will be used. It is important to continue to use best practices in enthalmentic use, the most important one being to avoid unneeded drug use. The more exposure the parasites have to dewormers, the more likely and the faster they develop resistance to these drugs. Use FOMACHA and body condition score to decide whether an animal needs drenching or not, particularly with classes of animals that are at lower risk for parasite infection. The questions and problems I've seen with producers adopting the combination drug strategy are mainly two problems. One, they just don't understand the different classes of anthelmintics. And two, to make things simple, they want to mix the drugs into one container so they only have to give one drench dose as they're working the animals. First, let's consider the different classes of deworming drugs fall into. In the U.S., there are only three classes of deworming drugs available. In other countries, there are four and even five distinct classes. Hopefully, we get the newest drugs that are available on, an, on the international market fairly soon. In the broadest classification, all drugs in the United States fall into one of the three classes. One class is the benzimidols, also known as the white drenches. These include drugs from the fenbendazole family, which have the brand names of Panicure and Safeguard, and also include albendazole, which has the brand name of Valbazin. The second classification of deworming drugs is the imidazoles. And the most common drug that sheep and goat producers used uh, from this class is levamisol, or generally the brand name Prohibit. And thirdly, the last group of drugs used is called the macrocyclic lactones, and this includes common drugs like ivermectin, uh, generic versions of ivermec, uh, moxidectin, which is the brand name is cydectin. Uh, moxidectin is also known as a persistent drug, which means it stays in the animal system for a period of time. And generally, when using combination techniques, it is recommended to not use persistent drugs as part of the combination. So when using combination drug treatments, use three drugs from three different classes. For instance, a treatment with Ivomec, Prohibit, and Valbazin satisfies this. A combination of Valbazin and Panicure is using two drugs from the same class and won't give the effect we're looking for. Pay attention to the actual drug classification and not the brand name. The second issue is mis mixing drugs. Unfortunately, the drugs sold as standalone treatments can't be mixed accurately by the average producer and be effective. The end result of trying to mix the drugs will result in ineffective treatment and over and under dosing. 
The drugs should be given concurrently at the full dose recommended for each. This means you will either need three drench guns or syringes or run them through the chute three times. This is probably the biggest drawback to using combination drug strategies in the U.S. without specific combination drugs designed for a single dose. As far as withdrawal times, use the withdrawal time for the drug with the longest withdrawal time on the label. So in summary, using combination drenches can delay worm resistance to anthelmintics for many years. Using combination drenches leads to a higher kill rate for worms. Knowing the initial efficacy of each dewormer is beneficial. Two drugs are better than one, three drugs are best. Make sure you use dewormers from different classes. Use short-acting drugs and avoid persistent dewormers when using this strategy. Don't mix the dewormers in a common vessel. Give full dose of each concurrently. And lastly, use selective treatment, a combination of FAMACHA and body condition scoring. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sheep and Goat Topics. If you found it useful, please subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, and tell your friends. 